dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Once again, it's on You Can't Make This Shit Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. What's good, man? Hey, man. Happy to be here, man. Happy to be alive. Had a good weekend. I definitely got my toes out this week. I know <laughs> last week I said I was going to you know, have all my socks and sandals, but I went to the gym this morning, got a little workout in, and... I said, screw it. I'm about to just be comfortable today. So. Man, it's Ohio, and one thing we know about Ohio in the summertime, it get hot. It's oven hot out there today, oh, man. G. Man, it's, it's cooking. It's uh, 91 degrees outside right now mm. as we tape this podcast. Yeah, and we got the fan going in the background, so if you mm. hear a little ambiance noise, <laughs> don't trip. Yeah, you got to keep it cool in here, man. <laughs> Lots of things have popped off since last week, man, but the most... Important thing is the Cavs Cleveland. won a championship. Cleveland won Man, a championship. They pulled it off. I can't believe this shit. I, I ain't gonna lie. I shed a tear. <laughs> really? I shed a tear when LeBron was on the ground, man. Because I know you just thinking, man, that that man been in the limelight since he was a teenager, man. Yeah, man. Since he, he was and, sixteen, and he's, yo. And he's won at every level. I mean, high school and NBA, of course. But you know, he's he's been a winner. And the pressures that you know, can you just imagine that pressure, man? Like the relief. Yeah, when you say I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna end this curse, and then you really do it. Like I can't believe it, man. Um, all I know is after they won, first person I thought of was my grandmother because yeah. you know she's the matriarch of the family. Yeah, she saw. You know, what I'm saying Jim Brown won the championship. She yeah. bought, saw the Indians won the championship. So I call my grandmother's like, Grandma, I can't believe they won. She said, huh? <laughs> I'm like, Grandma, you not watching? She's like, no, I had to turn it off. I, my nerves, I'm watching some blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Grandma, they won. She's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Turned it on. She's like, oh, my goodness, they won. Wow. Wow. She couldn't take you. Huh? I might go downtown. My grandma said that. Oh. I was like, huh? It's like you ain't keep your one. She was one in one point three million down there. Exactly, man. And so I had I, to stay home on Wednesday uh, for my uh, daughters. My mom wasn't feeling well, and she watches my kids, so she wanted. She might. She was thinking about going to the doctor. She wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I just took the day off and stayed over there with them. But I got to watch the parade, you know. Uh-huh. And, and you know, I tuned in at eleven o'clock, and LeBron and them didn't get to the podium till like four, bruh, <laughs> three thirty, four o'clock. I mean, it was like. Just watching the people, man. They was out there just the parade route. People just making the route tighter and <laughs> tighter, tighter. The cars tighter couldn't and move. The cops couldn't walk behind, beside the cars because people was. It was just a mess, man. It was a mess, a beautiful mess, man. Yeah, it uh, was. It was worth watching. I watched all. I, I really watched probably a good five hours of it. Three, yeah, four, man. Five. <laughs> I was at. I was at work. I was at the station, you know, doing my show. And you know, we got TVs in the studio, so I turned it on. I was like, I'm gonna check it out when they start. And I look at my watch like, dang, it's 1 o'clock, and <laughs> dang, you started yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my brother went down there. Yeah. He said he got down there like at 9, 9.30. He said wherever they were set up on East 9th, 
they uh, as soon as all the players pass, and then the truck with the trophy pass, and then LeBron brought up the rear or whatever is that. As soon as LeBron came through where they was at, they yeah. made a beeline, yeah, dude. And my yeah. brother stays on, on the west side, so that's on the west side of Cleveland, so that's real close to his uh, place. Yeah. So he bounced. He said he got home within like. 20 minutes unlike a lot of other people that oh, you know what I'm saying stay on the east I heard side they were shutting down the highways they was not letting people into the city no nope. like, it was locking the exits off like it was it was mass capacity yeah man <laughs> just to put a put a number on that man like northeast ohio consists of cleveland you know akron canton you know Elyria, uh youngstown so in the whole area it's a probably about three and a half million people wow so they said 1.3 million people were there so that's a third of that whole yeah. region was jam packed into downtown, and the parade route really wasn't that big. Yeah, it was. They did come out basically and make one, two, three, like four left turns. So just make a big circle. Yeah, and uh, I bet you uh, they won't be doing that route again. Yo, they was talking about that because <laughs> when I was watching it, they was talking about how like Cleveland to the to the un foreseen sake of the curse mm-hmm. hadn't been able to practice a parade route in 52 yeah. years with all the reconstruction of downtown all the things they've done Absolutely. In, in, in downtown Cleveland area they had to figure out a route they didn't even have the route figured out till like 48 hours before like 24 to 48 hours they said so then of course with the people the route they had planned it just it and was it too swelled much. so yeah, fast, and with too much. and with it, you know, downtown people that haven't been downtown, it's a lot of one way streets, and they tried to keep downtown open as long as they could because there's businesses downtown, people mm-hmm. getting to work. But once they shut everything down, you would think like, all right, we're just gonna take it out and make one left turn instead of four. Like <laughs> they couldn't turn the flatbed trucks. Right. It was crazy, man. Yeah, they were saying that a judge out there canceled court. <laughs> Like if you had court with me today, today's your lucky day. I see you on Thursday. Like we all going to the parade. Nice. I, I saw that on the news. They was talking about that. So it was. Man, I'm happy for LeBron. Man, I'm happy that you know he got that off his back. He can coast out his NBA career, whatever he wants it to be now. Whether he wants to be the goat or he wants to be, you know, whatever. Right. Whatever, absolutely. However he wants to take it, man. LeBron is. He's going to have that statue out there now. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> uh, I am the biggest LeBron critic. Well, one of the biggest LeBron critics there is. Shouts out to Skip Bayless. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I always bash him for effort. Yeah. He doesn't give full max yeah. effort. Coming from a person who wasn't a big-time athlete, wasn't the best at what he did on sports fields and basketball fields and stuff like that. You had to give the max effort. I had though. to give maximum yeah. effort if I wanted to play. <laughs> exactly. If I want to play with the big boys, I want to play with dudes that's better than me, I got to dive on the floor. I, my I got to fire the up. shit out of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I got to run back on defense. I got to run the floor, get cheap bunnies, mm-hmm. crash the boards, all that type of stuff. So when you see a player of that magnitude not giving full effort, it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. But those last three games. Yeah. And one thing, too, that Woo! no one's really talking about, man, Kevin Love. Yes, sir. Kevin Love came through in game seven and had some some key moments in that game that really That mattered. defense on Steph, yeah. though? On a two-time MVP. Steph set him up for the dance. He, yeah. he out there, like, I mean, he, moving yeah, his yeah. feet. He looked like, like he played tennis in, the, in, the, in his, in, in his uh, early days. <laughs> yeah, man. He had that look on his face, like, if we lose, y'all ain't going to blame this on me, yeah, dog. Yeah, and that was dope to see. He stayed on his feet, ain't falling mm-hmm. for no pump fakes. I mean, you look at Fazili, 
when LeBron gave him that hard pump fake, he jumped in the air like a rabbit, son. Yeah, yeah. Got them quick, <laughs> quick three free throws, and you know that momentum change for the Cavs. You gotta give Kevin Love a lot of credit, absolutely. man. When the absolute abs, game seven absolutely needed him. Yeah, he had fourteen rebounds and played some good ass D yeah. on the two time MVP. Patty not there, looking like he was you know on the playground with that last second shot. You know, and it was like they really just relied on that last when it was eighty nine all. <sighs> man, it just got. You know, when when Curry threw the behind-the-back pass out of bounds. Like, just moments that you uh, just can't do in in, uh, in that moment, man. That's that's second-quarter stuff. Yeah. You know, like, after that, man, we— You go you know, textbook bounce yeah, pass. You get, you get one or two of those in a game, and it's not to be done or to be attempted in the last three minutes of the game. Mm-mm, not at all, man. <laughs> three, four minutes, whatever it was. Let's so. talk about that block, though. Man, I got to—somebody, uh, my dude, posted the uh, sports science video of that. And they was talking about, like, the distance, you know, how the sports science really break it down and take it to a whole other level. But the one of the key things that stood out from, for me for that was they compared LeBron's max speed, they said was about for, like, 60 feet. He was going about 20 miles an hour. <laughs> but they compared it to, like, within, like, two or, his first two or three steps of that was clocked at the same speed rate that Jamal Charles for the Kansas City Chiefs measured. Mm-hmm. And LeBron got sixty pounds on him, right? So that and everybody knows how and fast Jamal. Like We've six, seen six Jamal inches. Charles bro, bust one through the line and go sixty yards quick. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen that speed. So to, to compare him to that type of speed in that moment, and they said the time the block was as fast as like popping a cork on a champagne. But I mean, it was just like <sighs> when they broke down the time and the, and he was eleven and a half feet up in the air when he, you know, at, at his peak. That's so, it. So twenty he miles a so, so higher than that to me. So you the, just think about that as an athlete, man. You you running twenty miles an hour. You may, you might slow up for one step to catch your you know to catch your lift off, but you lift off at eleven and a half, you know eleven and a half feet going that fast. I mean, I I be lucky, I, I be lucky to get eight and a half. <laughs> All ball too, man. <laughs> the biggest thing for me for watching it is he came out of nowhere. Yeah, smeared it. But the other thing. I give J.R. Smith a lot of credit for it. He contested the shot. That's what they said. That to make Iguodala had do to adjust, a, uh, do adjust, just, just enough. Because they they counted that time into they said whatever it was point whatever seconds, but they counted that that allowed LeBron to take off and get to the you know to the backboard at at the same time as the ball where the, and it looked like he was playing the regular layup. And the reverse. Because mm-hmm. if you look at his left hand, he's up there with the left hand, too. Yeah. Smacking the ball, has his other hand <laughs> yeah. up there. So I'm his thinking hand, if he tried to reverse it, he was going to get it with the left. His left hand looked like it kind of grazed, not really grazed the rim, but it was like there. Yeah. To where, oh, yeah. He, you know, his, his his bottom of his palm might have hit it or something and that and it grazed it. But, I mean, he was, yeah, he was ready for either the reverse or for the layup. And just LeBron's been doing that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> We've mm-hmm. seen that since high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I used to, you know, Chris Wright to me, uh, Trout okay. alumni, you know, a kid grew up in my neighborhood. So I got to, you know, I got to be the the, the 13 year old telling the 8 year old, ah, get out of here, kid. You know, we hooping, you know, like, uh-huh. but to see him grow into what he grew into. But Chris, man, he got that explosiveness out, you know, off the ground, attacking the boards, blocks. Like, he, I saw Chris some, at least a couple times in high school, you know, a guy be coming down for like the floater, 
and Chris would jump up and catch the ball in the air, like <laughs> has the balls going up, like catch it for like a rebound, and come down with it and take off. Like, <laughs> like it's some stuff he's done is amazing. But that's Le- LeBron, and that he, that's why we get so mad at LeBron. Absolutely, we see all of his greatness in really all five categories of of the major, you know, rebounds, points, uh, assists, blocks, and steals. We see that how good his hands are, how explosive he is. But then we see that 25, 35% of the year where he out there just triple doubling up, as you call him, the hollow stats. Them hollow stats, bro. And, 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 and we know he could have had 40 and 20, you know, versus <laughs> versus a triple double. You know, he could have. My t- argument, they always say, like, well, he's saving himself for the playoffs. He's saving himself. My argument is he's good enough to end things by midway through the third quarter. Yeah. You are that good, <laughs> you dog. Are. You are that good. Trust me, you are that good. Yeah. <laughs> We've all seen it. We just want to see it more. You should be out of there about 10 minutes, 9 minutes left in the fourth. You, Icing your knees, yeah, you chilling, texting, so- tweeting, doing whatever you want to do, bro. First layer of socks off. <laughs> but salute to the Cavs, man. Salute Absolutely. to LeBron, man I'm, man. I'm proud of them guys, man. I'm proud that uh, T- Tyron Alou got to, you know, he was emotional about it, you know. I can tell. You can tell that man a lot. Mm-hmm. As much as it meant to us, they was all in to that, to that too, to how much it meant to the, everyone involved, you know, city or team. You know, everybody was invested, man. It was dope to see that curse end for Cleveland, man. I'm, that I'm was happy. excellent, man. And and with that being said, man, I got to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Kyrie. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I still won't say top five point guards. Still don't think he's a point guard in the context <laughs> of point guards, but he is a beast, man. And he showed yeah. out, man. Fun fact about Kyrie: Rod Strickland is his godfather. Hmm. Yeah, him and uh his Kyrie's old man grew up together in the Bronx, man. So uh, yeah, yeah man. So all the you know. Them crazy ass layups and reverse layups, man. Uh, yeah. He might have took something from his grandfather, man. Rod Strickland. Last night I was channel surfing and uh, NBA TV had Game Seven on. I caught it right the national anthem, and then I, you know you know how you channel surf. You on your second round of you like ain't nothing on here, man. And then I just caught that. I was like perfect. So I went ahead and watched it again. You know, just got to you know dig into some of the moments of the game that you know emotionally you might have just been like yo going around the house going crazy missing a minute and a half of it so i got to just sit there and watch that so it was nice to recap that cuz that was definitely an instant classic man it was it was def- for for the for, for for the case of it being a series and and what yeah. that game meant you know that was definitely something to watch again absolutely because if you look back at the playoffs as a all there weren't Good games. There were no. a lot of blowouts. I, the games that stand out to me, obviously, Game 7 of the Finals. Um, game 6 of the Western Conference Finals when Golden State came back yeah. over OKC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say, like, Game 6, uh, Charlotte and the Heat was a good game. Yeah. But all these other games. When Wade showed up, I think. Was that that game? When, yeah. When Wade, yeah, Wade, Wade had and a... uh, Kimball Walker went mm-hmm. at it. Those were good games, but outside of that, you the NBA like the, playoffs the, were suspect. Yeah, the Cavs swept the first two series, you know. So they were talking about that how it was Cleveland a hundred and you know hundred, let's say hundred six, hundred somewhere around in that range. But it was a hundred and six games for them. So mm-hmm. you know, going to state, they had to be at a hundred and ten or yeah. you know. So that's a lot of games and trying to break that record too. Yeah, so. The memes are out there about that. Though. That's, <laughs> that's that's hilarious. I, I saw some some good ones out there with the. Seventy three and nine was nice, but seventy two 
got a better Still ring to ring it. To it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, the second happiest person in the world or the second happiest city was Chicago after yeah. the Cavs won. They're like, yeah, y'all got it, but uh, we still got yeah, it. Yeah, we got the chip. <laughs> got that. So I'm going to run some names past you real quick. Right. I'm going to run some names past you. Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan, Clay, DeMar, KD, Jimmy Butler, your boy Kyrie, Melo, Boogie, Draymond, Paul George, and Harrison Barnes. That's the team we taking over to Rio for the Olympics. Can I get that one more time? We got Kyle Lowry. Okay. DeAndre Jordan. Okay. Clay. Okay. DeMar. KD. Harrison Barnes. Jimmy Butler. Kyrie. Melo. Boogie Cousins. Draymond. And Paul George. Should be able to get it done with that. I mean, it's that's going to be a... Uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the whole Zika thing. <laughs> and that's where I was about to go. <laughs> that Zika thing is, is real, man, because, you know, I follow all sports, but I do follow golf pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, a lot of the big-name golfers are stepping out. Yeah. And I started thinking, like, with golf, you know, tall grass, standing bodies of water. Yeah. You know, like, that's where mosquito. you know what I'm saying? So I can understand, like, the thought process behind it where you – you know, you have you might not have no kids. You might not. You might be dating. You might be serious with somebody. You might just not want to go through no Zika. <laughs> bottom right. line. So, you know, I, like I understand that definitely because you know, with me going on that cruise in February, you know, my wife being early pregnant, that was a top priority for us when I came back is to make sure everything was good because because mm-hmm. I was really in that area. You know, I was in the Belize area and the Mexico Cosmo Mexico area, but. Back to the basketball, man. I think I I think that these 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 big name athletes really got to take into consideration what's important to them, and the Olympics is definitely a high priority for anyone mm-hmm. in any sport. But when it's boiled down to, is it worth you know something going wrong with your family or something happening to you? It's like they rather like yo, I'm still 26. I'm still 27. I'm still 25. I'm still 22. You know, whatever. So it's like I catch them in four years. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And that's what I was thinking after uh, the whole Zika thing started picking up speed. And like, yo, this is a serious problem. I started thinking about, well, man, who are, who are they gonna send? I was like, the only person that I know for sure is going is Melo because yeah. if you win, if they win, that'll be three gold medals. He ain't winning no NBA championship. He's yeah. my dude. Yeah. I rep the Qs all day, but yeah. let's keep it real. He's yeah. never winning win the ch- championship any day. So this is going. This is his way to say, "Hey, man, I've done something that no other basketball player has ever done." So I knew he was going to go. Yeah. But these other jokers, like dudes like KD and Boogie and Draymond, like yo, what y'all doing going over there? Yeah. I was expecting it to be mellow. Him giving me and you a call. <laughs> right. You're like, hey, man, I need somebody to rebound. What's Duh. up? What y'all, what y'all got going on? Somebody going to bring the ball up for me? Like, that. Like I was expecting them to be out there with some super bums. I was yeah. expecting Amon Shumper to be out there. <laughs> right. Like, that's the type of team I was expecting them to feel. Yeah. But they got some big-time ballers on here, man. They do. That's what I'm, like, That's why it's like – I think, though, I, one thing, too, that, that I have followed and thought about is – they're saying is Rio ready? You know, mm-hmm. are they are they ready? And they were showing some of like the uh, health. Um, I don't want to say health boards, but like I guess we'll just call them medical facilities. 
have gotten shut down due to, you know, them not being within standard of the, you know, the Olympic committee or whatever the health standards are for the Olympics mm-hmm. and just little things like that. It's just like, man, we going to another country. We over here not knowing what kind of, you know, what kind of how strong it really is over there. You know, Zika is floating around, but they, if it's coming from there, how 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 much of that is 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 staying within the country? Right, and, and just and they saying the it, it spreads like the flu. Yeah, Hachu, touch this microphone. Next, somebody come in, touch this microphone. They got what I had. Right, like and it's. I mean, that's scary, yo. Yeah. I mean, you think about those outbreak movies, you know, with the little monkey. It always starts off with one dude at the airport. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Rubbing his eye a little too much. Exactly. And next thing you know, everybody out here walking around like the walking dead. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why that, that Zika, man, that's why that's why these people and you gotta think too, like even like with LeBron and like like, like he said with uh, going to six straight finals, that, that's that's the excuse given. Tired, I'm sure you are mm-hmm. pretty damn tired, but I'm sure Nike was in your ear too. Like, hey, bro, hey, we just <laughs> gave you that lifetime deal. <laughs> Make sure you around for the next ten years, so we can get this recoup. You know, so <laughs> we don't want you going over there. It's not worth it. You and this, the you know, we talked so. about this before. Um. These dudes ain't gonna be able to have sex for six months after they get back. These NBA players six weeks. Six weeks, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Believe you me. Six weeks. These NBA players, dog, you know they got one in every town. Every town. <laughs> Damn near every block. That's yeah, that's and they're young with money, that's gonna be tough for them. So a lot of them ain't gonna I feel fine. I ain't been sneezing. You know, they gonna roll the dice, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, but it's it definitely like that. Yeah, because I mean, that's one thing I, you know, I I brought the off, I brought the like sunscreen off, I brought the spray. I mean, I, I loaded up because mm-hmm. I went on an excursion about tequila and the history of that. But I was out in the area, but didn't get no mosquito bites, nothing. Came back, the wife still like, are we going to the doctor? <laughs> Best believe it. I'm like, damn, all right. So <laughs> we go, you know, do the blood work and everything, make sure it was cool, and everything came back fine. We still waited probably three weeks just to be, you know, she was paranoid, which rightfully so at that time. We mm-hmm. was only probably two, three months pregnant, you know, four months at the most. So baby developing, you know, you know, we, don't, we don't need to go through none of that. So Absolutely not. I had to just go ahead and porn hub it up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got it so is. good nowadays. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Got it like how we had his kids. Right. I got to wait till everybody goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, while you was watching Game Seven, the replay of the uh, finals, man, I was uh, having a major West Coast '90s moment. Yeah, I saw on the, the snap, snap, man. Yeah. I don't know what happened, <laughs> what what sparked it, man. But I was just in my West Coast mood, man. Yeah, you had the shades out. Yeah, man. I was out here loped out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sipping on some. <laughs> wifey in the other room doing her hair. I'm like, all right, well, you know, ain't nothing on TV. Like you said, there <laughs> yeah, was literally nothing, nothing on TV. I was ripping and running all day, <laughs> and I just was in a zone, man. And music for me, especially in that era, you know, Stoop, Dre, Doll Pound, Lady of Rage, mm. Tupac, man. That that music moved me, yeah. yo. That Dog Pound, I still, like, I can, I can see the CD cover. I can... Think about the tracks like me and my couple a couple of good friends from high school that I can remember that summer man my he had an old uh, Bonneville 
We caught a triple B. <laughs> we used to ride that thing around the city, man, and just listen to Dog Pound over and over and over. Like that, that was just that that time that that time and space that we that we starving to get back just for a weekend or right. just for you know just for a week trip with the with the, with the guys or you know whatever. So, ladies, when we go on these trips, that's really what we starving for. Just that moment when we can just. You know, quote unquote, let our hair down. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, kick back and do things that we reminisce about. And that that era of music is definitely a part of that. You know, part of that memory for us. So, is it sad to say I knew all the words still? And if you gave me some uh, algebra homework from that same era, <laughs> yeah. I would be sitting there like, uh, "What <laughs> yeah. is this shit?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, and, but that goes to show, man, like. We was really, like, that was a time for me, man, when I would come home with the tape deck, play, pause, write down the sentence, play, pause, write. Like, I was writing down the words to learn. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no Shazam. I had to figure this out. And then you feel accomplished, like, and then you're ready to hit play and just go through it. And, like, you know, you learning the music. But when it came to that homework, was you really <laughs> giving that much effort to at that time? It was like, hey, nah, no. I was just trying to get by, stay get off mom's bad list, and just get through it, you know? That was so. definitely the era for me where, you know, got the tape or the CD and uh, check out the production notes, check out the samples that they use, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, my uncle, he's a big-time musician, loves music, big Prince fan, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, played the drums. I forget what other instruments my uncle played, but I would go to him like, "Hey, what's in, uh, so who's so and so?" He's like, "Oh, blah 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 blah." He had a huge record collection. Like, yeah, I got that record somewhere downstairs. He'd go dig it up. We he'll play it for him. He's like, "And I play what you play, play it for him." He'll find a song like, "Oh, that's blah blah blah." Boom! It's like that's that little part right there, that three second part. Yeah, that's all they did is loop that over. I was and it's for me as a kid. I always thought it was crazy that Dr. Dre or whoever was producing the music. Uh, Daz, they could take three seconds, mm-hmm. a three-second loop, and make a four-minute song out of it. Yeah. It's crazy, man. At that time, though, and, and think about, like, the early 90s. You know, today, you know, that's just a couple clicks in Pro Tools, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> but, like, you had to really, like, when they was doing that real to real, 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 all that type stuff, you had to really, you know, that's a process. Even for those three seconds, that's a process. And then to make it to a song... To add your flavor to it, record each individual instrument, you know, like that was, that's why I think that music is never going, you know, technology helps and hurts a lot of things. And I think it hurts the traditional list. Mm -hmm. People that like to do things the traditional way, I think with that technology, man, it's like. You could take seven hours to do it if you want. I'll be on my third song by the end. Right, right. So so that kind of hurts the whole the whole like the certain things that you know technology can't re- can't produce or can't reproduce and when you taking that real live sound from you know that that real to real tape and turn it into an mp3 you know you the sound quality will be compresses different. yeah it, it's more you compress different. something over and over mm-hmm. and over the quality the sound deteriorates and that bass is taken out of it and i um I read this article. It's damn, I forgot what it's called, but uh, it basically talks about how levels you have mm-hmm. levels in music, and to supplement the compressing of music of samples and everything, we have a tendency to turn things up louder. Yeah, and in taping music, people are trying to put everything on the same level. So your hi hat and the kick 
and horns are all on the same level. Mm -hmm. But when James Brown's band made that, there's no way the horns yeah. are as high as the drum. Right. So that's what made it give that unique sound. Yeah. So if you reproduce that sound today, it it's gonna sound the same by the regular ear. Right. But if you take, you know what I'm saying, a DJ like yourself, yeah. or you take a, a real musician, they're gonna hear it. They're gonna oh, hear yeah. something totally different because oh, yeah. it's not meant to sound well, you're not supposed to hear that that horn that high. The, right. the horn is supposed to be lower because it's a, a the breathe through instrument as opposed to something that has a yeah a hit yeah exactly yeah. exactly. So I always thought that is, type of stuff is is great and I like stuff like that. I love to learn about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I'm the same way. That that music for me though, like that's what you you know people are wanting that you know the best sound and quality music and like when I was going to school, you know, I can remember. We went on to a, there's a guy on the east side of Dayton, like has like a barn where he has real to real recording still. And like some of these bands come and record there mm -hmm. to this day. And just to go there, we kind of walked around and learned about it. But, you know, like hearing that quality and coming from a, a you know, a musician background where, you know, I played piano and trombone. I was, you couldn't tell me from fifth grade to the end of high school, I wasn't going to be a band director somewhere. Like music really? was a part of my life. It's called the article I read is uh, "Loudness Wars." If everybody, anybody want to check it out, man. Is it it's loudness, real, loudness wars. Okay. Just uh, Google it. It's a real good, yeah, real good read, man. It's for yeah. people that's like into music and stuff like that. Yeah, we got a few of y'all out there. Absolutely, <laughs> man. But a uh, album that, without a doubt, changed my life. Reasonable doubt. Turned twenty years old yesterday. Mm. Shouts out to my homegirl. We went to high school together. Had numerous classes together. We had a tutor together. You know what I'm saying? We came up together. Leslie Hardy. She got me hip to Jay-Z. She got <laughs> me hip to Jay-Z. And I was, like like I said, I was heavy with the dog pound. Heavy with death row. So yeah. it was almost like, yeah, I, I like like the Wu-Tang, of course. But it was still, I was like, man, it's West Coast over here. That's <laughs> like what I was on. But she was like, give it a chance. And first time I heard their presence... Uh, anybody knows their presence, Jay-Z, the video version is not the same version that's on the album. Right. So at the time, I was like, oh, man, it's cool. It's all right. It's something. But we would ride to school every day, and she would like, let's just listen to it. Just listen to it. Trust me, you're going to love it. I'm telling you. And I think I still got her take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how I go, man. Yeah. You When you get a classic album, man, and somebody leaving in your car... It becomes oh. yours. <laughs> we was just doing some some moving things around. And I was going through my bookshelf trying to find some things to throw away or clear some space. And my CD books was down there. So, you know, I took that 10-minute break. I unzipped that thing, man. And just some of the memories of of even, like, the CD itself. You know, like, uh, that was in my dude's car when we was in, uh, in the Army. And them chicks came and he got distracted <laughs> and I switched it out and put it in because I wanted it that got like, like that that dope uh, uh, what was dude's name uh, DJ Jelly ah, the, je yeah. the Jelly mixes and it was just MC just, yeah, Assault it was just it was just stuff on there that I had to functify CDs and I had Luda word of mouth and I had my you know you know how you used to be really cool and flashy where you had like all your Jay Z's in yes, order sir. from when they came out with the with the CD cover in each slot so you can you know oh, here's reasonable buzzed out here's blah blah you know like you blueprint here's that like I'm just going through that CD book man it was it was it was fun man it was just. My kids like, what's this? I'm like, you don't know nothing about that. You don't that. even want to know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to know the pain. 
I'll tell you a quick story about my CD book. In high school, first car I ever had, you know, had some had some twelves in the trunk. <laughs> and uh I had the, you know, the tape deck where you plug in your C D player. And you know, when you play a CD player from all those, sounds got louder. Yeah. So me being cheap, I didn't park in the student parking lot, which is across the street from the school. Parked around the corner from the school because it was free. <laughs> you need, I, have, I had a job, but I was cheap. Well, uh, duh. Hey, you got to get by. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it, it, it cost me in the long run. So one day after school, you know, mosey into the car. I'm like, that looks different. That looks real different. You know, your heart start beating. Doors open. Open open up the car. Radio gone. Immediately run to the trunk. I'm like, what about my sounds? 12s, amp gone. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so second thing goes through my head. Like, well, that's replaceable. I can get that back. That's that's nothing. Mm-hmm. My CD book. No. Look underneath the front seat. <laughs> CD book gone. That's Man. the slap in the face still right there. Dude. Dude, I crumbled mm. to my knees, oh, yo. I know. <laughs> crumbled to my knees, yo. <laughs> Yeah, man, whole CD mm. book gone. Probably over, I don't know, probably like 200 CDs gone. And that was like my senior year, too. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm gearing up to go to, go away to college. So I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a dopest CD case around. Mm. Like, I'm going to have tons and tons of music. And, you know, that's just the stupid things kids do, man. Yeah. Why I'm not going to listen to 200 CDs at once. Right. I'm literally driving <laughs> 10 minutes to school. Right. <laughs> but you had to have your, your you couldn't, you couldn't just pick 10. Yeah. <laughs> I need to have all 200 uh, options. Yeah, you got to have it all on just, just in the car just in mad. case. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting the car mad. I want to hear this or happy and want to hear this or man. saw this chick and want to get in the zone with this. So. Stupidity, yeah, everybody rolled with the CD books, and and that was the thing too. Like if you had the little like visor joints, you mm-hmm. you probably would have survived. Yeah, if you had the little like fifty two pack, the little like the size of a CD, but just the case held about 25, 30, 30 CDs, you might have survived. But then you had that big boy, I had that big boy, the old school like at your parents' house photo album, <laughs> like the, the <laughs> like a five star. <laughs> that was the one. Buy that, extra pages yeah, for it. And everything. That's the one that. That was come. That's the one that just had everything in it, huh? Yeah, man. What was that company that used to come out and used to be able to order CDs by mail? Oh, I know what you're talking about. You can get like the dollar or like the yeah. penny joints or the dollar or something. Shots out to them because that's how I replenished. Yeah. <laughs> I was a savage out here with that, boy. I was having a mail to my neighbor next door, yeah. <laughs> scooping them up. I had shit mailed in different names. I had every address in my family and I would go different names. Right. Got them. Got them. That's how I got everything back. And that I was, was pretty genius, actually. Yeah, man. Until my mom's found out. Until my mom's found out. She was like, who the hell is... James Kevin Johnson. So, <laughs> like, oh, that's mine. It's like, that's not your name, boy. It's like, what is you doing? I was like, I'm trying to get my CDs back that got stolen. I was <laughs> trying to find the name of it. I don't see it. Yeah, that oh, was, man. That was that lick, though. That was a super lick, man. But I wanted to jump back into Reasonable Doubt, man. I got to uh, end up watching the documentary yesterday, too, man. They had a documentary that came on VH1. I actually bought it, man. And just to watch... The process of Jay-Z making a classic album like that. 
A lot of people forget, man, that album came out independently. Yeah. That didn't get the push of Def Jam, like when it got re-released. Right. You know? Right. So to think about Jay-Z, Dame Dash, uh, Biggs, and everybody that had a hand in making a classic album, I take that and I look at local artists today. If Jay-Z didn't need a major label, you don't either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Because look he, at what he, that look, grew into. Look what happened to him, <laughs> man. He... And another crazy fact about that, man, they uh, started Rockefeller Records because of that, because they couldn't get a major deal. So they decided to do an independent route, and uh, Reasonable Doubt was supposed to be Jay-Z's only album. Mm. Good thing that didn't happen, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But think about the branches off that that album came with because of Rockefeller Records, man. You wouldn't have Kanye and the whole good music movement, yeah, everything like that, so... When you have classic work like that or uh, Dr. Dre, The Chronic, you know, it sprouts roots, man. So who is from today is going to have those roots that are long lasting, you think? Man, depending on what part of today you're talking about. (laughs) You're talking about these like kids, like the high school, right? You know, the 18-ish. I don't know, but I, I think the newest that I would say has has the has a, has a good shot is probably either Kendrick or J Cole. Mm-hmm. I like J Cole's foundation. J Cole spits people people when you like. There's certain things like I can only speak from a DJ standpoint, but when you're going through this music and downloading daily all these songs. You know, you might go through an artist's name that you like. I'm not sure who that is. You might give it a quick listen. Eh, forget it. But like when you see J Cole's name on something, you want to listen to that mm-hmm. first and second verse. Make sure see what he's talking about because right. you respect what he what he what his spit. You respect how he rap. So, but as far as like some of these new like these YFN Loonchies and and those guys, like man, I it's too much of. Just to get hot for the summer right now. Like everybody just wants to get hot for the summer and, and try to build off of that versus putting in the foundation, getting the fan base, doing the, the 50, 50 people shows, doing, you know, they, they want to just come off the streets and get 10,000 a show. Mm-hmm. And some of these labels is, is making it happen for the few lucky winners that just, <laughs> that, that get to, that I get like to, that phrase. Yeah, that get to that, that get to do that. But it ain't, that's not, that's probably less than 1%. <laughs> of the people that's trying to do it, you know. So I mean, when you say that, I think it makes me think of a Jay Z line. I'm in it longevity. I'm thinking longevity till I'm seventy. Yeah. Like, are dudes thinking like that now, or are they really just they thinking are, about the here and now? They, just, they they want they want that first half court shot to go in, so that way the coaches start looking. If you understand that, like, mm-hmm. like they want that they want that hit to get them in the door to. to to get them into the into the element or into that environment, and then they say, "Well, I can start doing this, doing doing that." And then some of them might have a you know a second album or a third you know second single, third single, but not really. A lot of them ain't really getting that that they're not getting that support because it's so much music coming out by so many people daily that you know. This person who had a summertime hit, but then you got ten established artists that come out with stuff that's rocking the summer. You come out with a fall joint trying to trying to beat Christmas, mm-hmm. 
and it don't take off. You know that that rebound that rebound song for a lot of people doesn't put him in that uh in that longevity class. You know it's like up oh, he had this is why I'm hot. But, yeah, but now it's. Now they had a lot just, of they had the reggae nicks yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 a game on it or whatever. <laughs> like, but if you think about that type of you know run, like that song was the hottest thing smoking for mm-hmm. a minute. You know, that's what what Drake doing now. You know, yeah. with that song. But the next, you know, he had some couple songs that were decent that got some club runs and plays, but nothing really took that next step. It's, it's, it, the first step was the biggest step, right? And then it, it comes down from there. So, but it's hard. I wouldn't even want to be a rapper to be honest, because it's, it's, it's hard just to even like you put in all this work just for that moment where whatever you're searching for, you know, you reach. But then you have to make another goal and say, I want to be this person or I want to do this and do that. And it's like, unless you in that percentage of people that get to really open up for big names and travel and get your name out there, like you, you, you could be hood famous forever. Yeah. And, and if that's, that's what you want to do, that's cool. But I know that ain't why you got in the game. Right. So to put all that work in just for that, trying to get that one layup, that one, that one thing to work, you know? And it's like, that's a lot, a lot of work, a lot of money spent, a lot of effort. A lot of bangers that no one's gonna hear. You know, people put out you know good music, and it might just production was a little a little light, or the or maybe the verse was a little light. But it's always something that like man didn't work, didn't work, just didn't catch on. But if it's if it's got in the right hands or in the right studio or the right ear, you know, and and and, and with 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 America or just people in general being like follower to a sense of like we follow to certain things that we like it might not be like a bad decision to like follow right. but something musically that we like you know, like well jay-z put it out i gotta give it a shot right to get to that level you know like there's some songs that came out and like eh, i ain't like that song by wayne or i ain't like this by so and so but eh, he'll come back with a banger next week you know like <laughs> that's how fast they coming yeah, so. yeah, they come. Music comes very fast, man, and you can definitely speak to that because your best friend, yeah, Smoke, is yeah. a rapper. He's yeah. chasing his dream grinding. out there. You know what I'm saying? Grinding and not only grinding. You know what I'm saying? Putting a lot of money, yes. investing in himself, yes, to do this. And you know, as a broad scope, it hasn't happened yet, but we've seen him on World Star. Uh, XM Radio get yeah. spins from DJ Envy and stuff like that, right. and I mean, people think like, oh, man, I'm going to just make a hit record and voila. Nah, bro. Right. It's we, not that easy. Me and him have that talk. You know, we talk in some form or fashion daily. Though we have that talk all the time. It's like we call it like the, like the price is right, man. That's going up the little the little thing where you fall off the cliff and mm-hmm. lose. It's like we continuously been going up. We just ain't reached that top yet, that we, the goal. But it's like there's come moments and times where, you know, in, 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 in personal conversations, we'll be like, you know, I'm Think I'm getting tired of this a little bit, or I'm I'm trying to sign my next move, and it's like, well, what's the what's Plan B? Come back to Dayton to cut here? Like hell no, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like he he he's in a, he's in a place that that everyone visits, everyone works in, everyone makes money in, and he's in an environment where he's able to build relationships with celebrities, you know, of all sorts, and it's like the opportunities have just been coming. 
they just been coming and, and every opportunity that came is like this one's a little bigger a little bigger and right. it's like but it's been a grind yeah like, it's been a long time we're knocking on probably hell it's probably been 10 9 10 years since balling came out wow it's crazy think, to think yeah, about it like you think that. about it like that i mean and to still stay with it you know a lot a lot of a lot of 99% of my DJ career is from Smoke having the idea of needing a DJ in the city. Everybody was rapping. We went about like having a DJ that was theirs. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I became a DJ. Riding down to the casino one night, having that talk all the way to Indiana. Hit big on that roulette table and <laughs> went to Guitar Center and bought DJ equipment. Wow. Like that's that was the day. Like that that that's that's about a two hour story cut down in like ten seconds. So. <laughs> That, that's how it went. So, I mean, to keep grinding and keep – and ultimately, man, he doing what he love. He has a, a – you know, he still cut hair, and he cuts hair in a high-frequented, you know, celeb place. I don't know if you know Garrett Dixon. Mm-hmm. Shout to him, man, good friend of ours. He's doing this barber comedy. Yeah. And he has these videos in there. They started with 10 likes, 15 likes. Now he he's getting, you know, close to a million views, and he's getting – Five ten thousand shares and like it's it's taking off. That's that's a lane that's working. Mm-hmm. He found something. He was a comedian. Cut hair, smoke rap. Cut hair. Like the, the cut hair is like. Well, I gotta pay the bills. Right. I gotta get this. But it's dope when you know I don't, we I don't want to put the business out, but I ain't gonna say the name. But it was someone of 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 pioneer in the music industry. Came to the shop a few weeks ago, heard the music playing, asked who this was. It was Smoke's music. Took him to the car, wanted to listen to some music. Had a meeting on the next Tuesday. Nice. So it's like those are the things that happen to you in L.A. that don't happen to you in Dayton. Right. And those are the things that like it was It was a Saturday, bro. I was cutting my hair and boom, this happened. It's like, you know, and it's happened a hundred times and you kind of get like, is this going to be something? Is this, you know, I got to. Keep 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 your bunny ears up. Make sure ain't, no, ain't nothing fishy going on, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. But all in all, he's slowly building a name. People, he be out and celebs come speak to him. Nice. They they know him. They see him. They see what he doing. So I mean, it's and you gotta just you gotta just keep pushing. Got keep to. pushing. I uh, also in the Jay Z documentary, um, Irv Gotti said your first album is always the hardest to make. And nine times out of ten, your best album, because it took you so long. It took you yeah. from the day you said you wanted to be a rapper until you're 25, 35 years old right. to make this album. So, you know, it spans over 10 to 20 years of your life, jam-packed onto 15 songs. So right. you got a lot of stories to tell as opposed to, you know, that your first album becoming a hit. And then two years later or a year and a half later, the the label said, like, yo, we need another album. So now your whole life consists of going on tour, fucking homes, drinking, smoking. Yeah. So that's why a lot of artists' next album is strictly about partying as opposed to the quote-unquote struggle right. to make it to where they wanted to be. Right. And it lacks the the content and the creative juices that the first one had because I got tons of creative juices <laughs> right. saved up in the bank. How many <laughs> songs that 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 we we put to the burner and didn't all that time and space, like you say, into fifteen songs? And it's like the story could have went fifteen different ways. Mm-hmm. But then that next one, they wanted in the next nine months, they want a whole nother story. And they want to be better than a story you just told <laughs> that took you 15 years, 10 years to make. That's you know? crazy. So that's the struggle. 
that is the struggle, yeah, man. That, and I say to, to <laughs> local artists out here in the city today, man, stay on your grind and, and stay working towards the dream. And also, most importantly, and I always say this, and I'm going to say this to, to the end of time, man, be yourself. Yeah. Don't be what the next guy is doing or the Wayne or the Drake or the J. Cole or whatever. If that's not you. Yeah. People see through that, man. Exactly. Just be yourself. And whoever you are, whatever your lane is, find your lane, stick in your lane, and make good music. Yeah. Because ultimately, good music will win out at the end of the day. Because if you're just trying to make, oh, man, I got to make me a quote-unquote radio song. And it, it burns me up every time I hear that. Yeah. If people say, I got to make a radio song. Or where, like, J. Cole had that line, uh, I got to make a song for the, for the radio. And he did that. But ultimately... He got back to his mixtape style. And him being his mixtape, J. Cole, I guess you could say, he's never been more popular. Yeah. So when you're being yourself and you're just doing music that you like and you love, I think that'll win out nine times out of ten. Absolutely, because that's funny you say that. I had a talk with a, a young rapper, man. We just kind of been talking a little bit. And he wanted just my side of giving DJs music and how I felt about that. You know, and I'm like... When I was in the clubs heavy, you know, like, people would be like, bruh, spend my shit. Eh, I don't know about that. I don't like how that came across. Like, I'm still a person at the end of the day. Right. Like, and you, you can be like, yo, what's up? I got some hot shit. If you get a minute, check it out. Those are people that have a better chance of getting that CD put in while I'm, while I'm DJing and, and see like I'm find somewhere to put it. Mm-hmm. It ain't about, pe- pe- people don't take, in, take into consideration that as much as you grinding to, to be an artist, I'm grinding to keep DJing. Mm-hmm. And if I let the party stop for just your song that no one knows, that no one's like, maybe your 10 friends that's there might know, but the other 200 people are headed to the bar. It's good for business, but then <laughs> it takes me 15, 20 minutes to get them back to the floor. Right. So, like, there's certain things that there's a, there's, there's a time and space for everything. So it's like, I might get you on the early side. You know, you might you might be one of the ones that I play at, at 11 o'clock versus mm-hmm. at 2 o'clock when you want to hear it. Right. Like, there's just certain things. And if it's if the production's right, if it's if it's clean, if it's, I mean, if it's something that's rocking and I can squeeze in and hype up, hell yeah. Like, but sometimes it's like, as a DJ, it's like, man, I'm, I'm trying to get this vibe here. I'm, I was headed this way. You, you got a plan in place for yourself. And then somebody wants you to come spin their record. And it's like, I got you, but I don't know when. But I'm going to check it out. You know, so just long we had that conversation, but I, he was talking to me about wanting that radio song, and I'm like, man, it ain't really about that. I'm like, Carrie Carrie Hilson had a radio song. Mm-hmm. Carrie Hilson is, is not really in the music right now. Right. Like you can have a radio she song, but back, what's next? She went back to old faithful writing music. Yeah, and she made more music, yeah. <laughs> make more money off of writing music than performing. Exactly, music. and it's like. That radio song, you can want that, but let it let it be organic. Organic, let it, baby. Let it be a song that took off in the city, and let it be a song that people ride into, and people people are, you know, without your even knowledge, is like, yo, how one on two nine? Please check this out. You know, it might not work, but we trying. You right. know, but like when it organically gets in gets into everybody's spirit like that, it make you want to play it. Absolutely. You know? And even even if it's a song like from a DJ point. A song I haven't heard, but within 15 minutes, five people come up to me asking me to play it. Well, damn, I might get, you know, he wins. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. see what this is about, you know. So, you know, but that was an organic moment, organic feeling, time and space worked out. It ain't always when you want it. Mm-hmm. 
You can't come at a DJ like, bro, spend my shit. Here's a hundred dollars. <laughs> what you drinking? It's like, well, a hundred dollars I might play. <laughs> but just to be like here, ladies playing. and gentlemen, you now know the cost. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when it's all said and done, like, I guess I just look at it like, you want this me to play this three minute song for you at one fifteen, the highest time drunk. of the night, and then at one eighteen, what? What did it accomplish other than you might have a few people that be like, what was that? Try to try to Shazam it or something or mm-hmm. come ask me what it was. It's cool. That's, you know, if one person does that, that should be a win for you. Absolutely. But if you were expecting next week to be opening up for somebody because you, your song is playing in the club and you got that 15 second Instagram or that one minute now, you got that Woo! one minute Instagram video of your song being played, like, I get the look, I get what you're going for, but it's like, let it, you know, let it be more than just that. Let it be a relationship with the DJ. Let it be a, y'all want you to come by, you know, I can come to you, we can, we can meet up, or I can come come early to the club and, and chop it up with you and let you hear some of my music. And you know, people don't realize from ten to probably twelve, <laughs> a DJ ain't really doing much unless you're in a bigger city. And Dayton. No one's really getting out of their house till 11, 30, 12 o'clock yeah. if you're lucky. But I'm still there at 10. Yeah. So I might have a mix on, might be having a couple shots. That's a good time to come check out the DJ and say, hey, I want you to hear some shit. I ain't got nothing going on. You're the only one here, bro. Let's go. We can play your whole shit. You know, like. <laughs> Own the sound system. See what it's rocking but, like. Right. But we build a relationship, a friendship, or even if it's an acquaintance, you know, we say what's up to each other. Next time you come around, you might come again. I got something for you to hear. Hey, I like this one. This one, yeah, I got you tonight, you know, like, but that that might be the, the lane versus trying to stuff or like punk somebody into playing your yeah. music, like, and that all is, that gets you is me not wanting to ever play your music, right? And and yeah, like you said, we are people too, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to the petty mob, I I am also a <laughs> member of the petty mob, petty rocking <laughs> all night long, <laughs> and that speaks to the power of the DJ, though, because I tell this to people all the time, too. I was like, well, how's your song doing in the club? What DJs are playing your song? Yeah. When you know, like I, I said, I had the other podcast for the radio station, and people want to be on it. I asked them that, and like, oh man, they ain't messing with me. I was like, well, honestly, if the city and the local DJs that are in the clubs aren't playing your music, what service yeah. is it going to do for me to interview you? Yeah, I have people in, inbox me music all the time, bro. Check this out. Depending on what I'm doing, like first and foremost, I am married. <laughs> I have two daughters, another daughter on the way. I work full time for the Dayton VA, and I DJ pretty much some form or fashion three out of the four weeks of a, of a month. So my time, the weekend for me is still work. Right. So you might send me that at eight o'clock, and I might have just got home from Brandon McKinney football camp in the sun all day for seven Seen hours. Seen you out there sweating on the snap. <laughs> so I might not be in the mood to hear nothing. I might just want to chill might out with some, the might be an Al Green say session. Say hi to my kids that I haven't seen all day, you know, or or to the wife, see what's up for dinner. What are we doing? We doing something tonight? You want to try to go somewhere? Like you know, let me get to it when I get to it. Mm-hmm. But then another part is if I get to it, it's always something. Not always. I don't say everybody's shit is whack, but <laughs> it's always something about the song that like just don't sound right to me like production wise and it's like you know you might have been on the right path but like you might tell me check it out and if I don't hit you back 
I, 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 I might not want to hit you back and say, nah, I don't really fuck with it. I might not want you want to be that. I might just want to be like, nah, wait till you send me something else. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that reply back can mean he might not have liked it. You know, but but if you keep asking me, then I gotta tell you now you mad at me because I don't like your music. You hating? Yeah, I'm hating. <laughs> so it's like it's a lose lose sometimes to where a, a DJ sometimes be like, man, I don't even want to even check this out until five other people ask me to check it out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a buzz where like, but you heard this, you heard that, you heard that. Damn, I haven't, but I got it. Let me go. You know, like sometimes, unfortunately, that's what it take. You know, it don't take me hearing your music and liking it. And keeping it all the way 100, I DJ in the club probably every month and a half. <laughs> so, in the club I'm in is 30 and up. Right. So, number one, if you still 30 and up, rocking it, that's cool because I don't think music is going to get old. Right. And that, we have this conversation, you know, because we grew up with rap, we're going to still like rap. We're going to be 40, 50, 60 years old, but still like some form or fashion of rap. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to stop and we just switch over to the OJs because our parents <laughs> did. Like, that's what they grew up with. That's what they want to hear Saturday morning when the vacuum running and the dishes is going. Like, we might want to put on some dog pal. Yes, sir. We might want to put on some some uh, Sally Sale. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. gone. And, like, you know, stuff like, you know, I, I take it back to that. That's, that's, that, that's, that for me was the best time of my life. Mm-hmm. So, I might not want to, you know, tell somebody that's older that's doing music, uh, maybe you should stop. Because, hey, <laughs> you you might have that dream. But you can't make me like your stuff. Oh, they going to make you like they, it. They be trying. They try, man. And, and, so, for, and, for the, and for the most part, I do like some most of it. But it's like, I like it, but I can just tell that it's something. Like, I, I don't know where to... Where to put it in for you, and then when I pause, but when I, <laughs> but when I play the music for you, it's like, what are we accomplishing here? Like, cause is do is there CDs on the cars? Do people have the CD? Do people want the CD? You can pass out CDs all day long, and do they want to play? And it? what what a lot of people don't realize when a DJ starts playing their music, you're giving the killer K a stamp of approval. DJ OPZ, DJ Tay, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Stamp of approval. You get, you're getting behind it and saying, yeah. "Yeah, I vouch for this song. I vouch for this." Like you share a CC server uh, yeah. new video. Yeah, I, I like it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and for me, automatically, if if you share something on Facebook, and especially if it's musical wise, oh, I'm, let me check this out real quick. Because I know, like, oh, if Killer saying it's quality. It must be pretty good. Yeah. Dope video, dope song. Yeah. See, server always come with dope stuff. Right. So if I if I would have seen it before, I would have watched it anyway. But you know what I'm saying? He has a track record of making hot shit. Right. Smoke has a track record of making hot shit. Yeah. It's about the music. Exactly. If the music exactly. is dope, it always comes back yeah. to the music, man. If it's dope, it's dope. Period. Because you, know you can saying? share something every day, all day long. And tag as many motherfuckers yeah. on you if you want. And what good does it do is if if we open it up, hit play, realize what it is, cut it off in 10 seconds because we don't want to want to watch it mm-hmm. or we don't like it or something, you know, it, it wasn't fully together in our opinion. Like, w- people want the DJ to, you know, they want to get them a song and she should be like, cool, I'm rocking this. But if they don't do that, we hating. Yeah. We don't fuck with it. Fuck him. Right. Like, Jesus, I don't like your song. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I always say, wouldn't you want me to like it and get behind it 
because I like it as opposed to me forcing me to like it and forcing me to play it or paying me to play it or something like that. Right. You know, like you said before, organically, when things happen organically, it's for the better. It's better for the culture. I hate to sound like the hip hop yeah. police right here <laughs> with the culture and, you know what I'm saying, we're staying for something. But it ultimately it does. Yeah. You know, when things happen organically, it's better for everybody involved. It's better for Absolutely. the person that's getting behind it, me or you, you know what I'm saying, we're standing for something. Mm -hmm. It's better for the artist that's making the music because, hey, man, they really like it. Yeah. I don't have to say, hey, man, play it, play it, play it. Send it to a million times. Tag them on on the post and begged them to play it. They actually like my music. They're putting it out there because they wanted to. One one story I've never told, but I Ooh, feel like this is, this is a good this is a good time to tell it. I never got I get it in from CC server like on a CD. That song I was DJing, it was taking off. I was seeing the movement. I was you know I saw the video with mm -hmm. the people at the park. Like I saw the hundreds of people thousands of people that was there and it was like what is this what's this then you hear so-and-so spinning at the club another dj or you go to another club and you hear spinning and it's like y'all need this mm -hmm. and it's like i had to take that from opz <laughs> let me and, get that yeah i need this get, that, let me get this real quick i brought my bring my laptop with me and you know or my seat i had a little cd burner and right when i was transitioning from cds to laptop so i had my laptop Burning, I like he'll be playing. You know, we were still CDs, mm -hmm. but I had a laptop. I just wasn't ready to use it. But he'll be playing CD. I hear something. He'll put that CD down. Get the next one. I'm, eh, burn this CD real quick. <laughs> Appreciate it. So like some of the music I got, but I get it in. You can still play it right now, and Absolutely. and people rock it. Like it's just it's certain like GTC. Now that I did get from them, but. They got songs that you can, it's, it's local, even like Sherm, man. You know, Sherm locked up for his situation, but Sherm has some couple songs that mm -hmm. was, you know, I, I, I still love to play. So, but at the end of the day, those relationships, man, we all was grinding at the same time. We all was a part of the tickets of every artist they brung in. It wasn't, it wasn't like the bidding wars that go on now that it seems that when these, when these young artists, or where they bring in someone to city, the radio station, whoever brings in a a, a, a big time artist, it's like a hundred people want to open up for one man. We only got three slots. Yeah. Well, then we had five slots. But it was always us five. You know, so that was just we all grew up together with musically, but it was an organic thing. Everybody had a hit. It all it all made sense because the crowd knew everyone's hit. Mm -hmm. So you can do a couple new songs and you hit. And we had a show rocking just as hard as Rick Ross when he came, or Plies, or Pleasure P, or you know whoever else they came, you know through those through those time through those times. But it was an organic thing, man. Organic, man. I mean, shoot, like you said, man. Uh, I get it in, balling, mm -hmm. uh, Chevy dance. Yep. Those are classic songs, yeah. man. And you know, I'm not hating on none of the new cats out, man. You know. Vader is my young homie, man, mm -hmm. and uh, I knew him before I even knew he rapped. You know what I mean? So our relationship goes beyond, you know what I'm saying, what it is right now. You know what I'm saying? I knew him when he was a young buck, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, just shooting ball. But those three songs, I still haven't heard anything that sounds better than that. I'm just saying. Yeah. and I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just for the, like, the longevity of them. Like, I mean... There was 
would we'll, we'll just be polite and say two full summers where those were hot tracks that were still in there but you heard going up and down the bird you heard riding around the city on saturday you know like those songs were those songs were being pushed by you know each each group each uh you know team mm-hmm. you had the cds you got them at the barber shops you saw them in the clubs like people was getting their music out and it's like you see some of that now but it's all geared to me towards you know soundcloud or one mm-hmm. of these head over to live mixtapes and grab this grab that it's, it's convenient to have it there versus spending a whole afternoon in the heat passing out cds i give credit to the young boy sell as hell man he had yeah. the billboard game jumping when i interviewed him he had a stack of cds in his hand i give much respect to young king he out here doing it and you know what i'm saying it's a lot of cats doing it but there's I don't know another word for it, but it seems like everybody and their mama is a rapper. Yeah. So if everybody is a rapper, who's your DJ? Yeah. Who's your producer? You and know it, what I'm saying? And, and, and it's packs, man. It's, you got that right out of high school to a couple years in the college pack. You got that. We we 22, 23, 24 still going. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the 18 and 19 and 20 year old artists aren't looking to give Killer Kev a CD. You know, and because that's not necessarily the the win, mm-hmm. but at the same time, Killer Kev should have it. Absolutely. Just on the simple fact of if Killer Kev's in a position to rock something, he got it. So I think it's important to still get it out, but at the same time, they're not really getting it out. I guess I guess the history of where you at, like not to like I'm not trying to say I'm the dopest because I'm definitely not, but I feel like. People know that I DJ. I I can go places and say, "Hey, what's up, Killer?" You know, and, mm-hmm. and that happens to me like a lot. But at the same time, people aren't necessarily like, "Well, this this so and so artist is is rocking. Let me introduce him to so and so." They 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 just want to hit you with the DM like, "What's your email? <laughs> Who is this?" You know, like, <laughs> "Hello, <laughs> yeah, sir, like, slash or ma'am." <laughs> check this out. Like, I have no idea who you are. Like, and that could be the, the that could be the one moment that made me like, eh. I don't know who it is. So why am I eager to listen to it when it could have been y'all want to come holler at you about some music I got or I want to or I want to have a conversation through email first before I pound this CD down your throat, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. So like that's the part to me that just and 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 I'm not in the clubs to be maybe the the one that they the that. one that they want to push to, you know, like I'm not in the strip clubs, I'm not in the clubs. I was going to say the DJs that you need to have it in. Absolutely. Two DJs for sure I know need to have your music. is DJ Tay and DJ Big App. Absolutely. Don't, everybody <laughs> else, they need to have it. Yeah. But for show, for show. Yeah. At the very top of your list is Al, number one in my yeah. opinion. And number two need to have it is Tay. Yeah. And they should be, when they see their other DJ friends, bro, you need to check this out. Exactly. And that's how it spread to the DJs, because those two DJs right now are killing. Yes, that lane. That is at what one thousand yeah. percent. And and it's dope because we've all been in that in that lane. We know what that feel like to be not having a weekend off in in twelve weeks. <laughs> yeah, you know? like working every Friday night, Saturday night. You know, grinding. Bottom line, grinding and. And I, both of them are, are are friends of mine. They 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 cool and they 
you know, Al, Al likes to get his 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 talk on on, on, <laughs> on the social media, and I think it's dope because I think he draws attention to the fact that I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and you can't knock that he ain't that he's doing it. So it's like he deserves to be like, yo, I feel so and so about this, and I see it every weekend, or or this song. I, I've been rocking with this. I've been pushing this. I've been I've been listening to this. She gonna be dope. He gonna be dope. Like me as a DJ is like, oh, I, like like you say, I'm talking about this person. Let me go see who this person is. Mm-hmm. Oh damn, she is kind of dope. You know, like he kind of leading the pack in that yeah. lane. And that's and, and people don't want to like give that up. They don't want to like feel like, oh uh, well, I should still be getting it too, and I should be getting it to Al. I should still be getting it to take like. Let it's okay. <laughs> let let them grind out and do what they doing and, and succeeding in, and you get it from them. But it's all good. Yeah, as long but as like it's we getting say, out, like you, we say, it comes back to the music. It comes. You back. make quality music, people will rock with it, man. You can't make this up. You can't make this shit up. Podcast, Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev. Much respect to Bars and Beyond, Demarco, always holding us down, man. And we definitely got that uh next step working on it. Yeah. Trust me, we're working on it. Yeah. Just ran to a little snafu, but we're going to get there, man. And I want to shout out, man, my good friend Brandon McKinney with his BJ Kids Foundation. Where you hydrated, player? Man, you they, didn't look hydrated. They got me a little tender. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened real quick. Let me give, give me, give, you give me your daughter to work, too. Just man. give me two minutes. So I get there early. We set up. Now I'm back at the alma mater. Now it's, it's the new high school. It's not where I went to school, but it's still trial with Madison High School. I get on that field. I just got a little energy. So I'm like, yo, kid, you want to race? We on, we on the 50-yard line racing to the end zone. Uh, take off. Running, running back to the car because I'm getting stuff and back and forth. So, like, we did that. We played around a little bit, played running around the track. Man, they got to 8 o'clock when the fitness thing was starting. <laughs> I was spent. I had to take the shoes off. I had the flops on already. I'm like, it's getting hot. It was, it was, it was starting to cook at 8 o'clock. And then from out the day, we had, I had the tent. But it was still hot. The water was, you know, cold for 10 minutes. Then it turned into, like, decent tap water. You know, like, it was just, what can you do? It's hot. Like, it was so bad. It's Ohio in the summertime. Left camp. I was there from, I got there at 7. Uh-huh. It started at 8. We wrapped up about 2. I only got to about 3 packing up. Straight to the storage unit, put my stuff away. My mom lived right by my storage unit. It was so bad. I called mom's like, we pulling up. She was like, for what? I was like, to get some cold water. <laughs> we went in there with our jugs. We outside in the driveway pouring water on each other. Me and my oldest, we was just, you know, it was that one of them, like one of them hots. Like you just, Ooh. you was just cooking. So, but shout out to Brandon McKinney, man. He always puts on a great camp for the youth. Absolutely. Free 99 too, Free. man. Cheer camp too. Cheer camp. Stivers, cheer coach. Uh, she went to Trywood and she uh, helps out with uh, letting her cheerleaders come and teach the youth. Kind of be the instructors for the cheer camp, and then Brandon uh, with his uh, football knowledge uh, holds an amazing camp for the youth. A lot of the Pee Wee football teams and kids from the area come out and get to run around, get tired for moms, so they don't be tripping this evening. But mm-hmm. all in all, man, this this is always a hard one for me because I'm always in LA for the BT weekend, right? BT Awards tonight, but I'm always out there for Tony Rock birthday, right? So I think. At maybe the four or five camps, I've only been able to do like two or three because I was maybe gone that weekend. But 
I always try to try to squeeze this in because he's a good friend of mine. Grew up together. You know, I, I like what he stands for. I like how he loves to give back to the community that gave so much to him. Mm-hmm. And I just like to be, you know, be on that be on that picture with him. Just 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 be there to support. You know, whatever he needs. So shout out to that camp, man. Make sure you check out BJ Kids ninety one. Absolutely, Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev. Can't make this up, podcast. We back next week. Week thirteen's over. Wow. Ha, ha, ha.